0: Forever,
1: dog. Just between us. Welcome back to
0: everyone's favorite exploration of all the bizarre subreddits on Reddit. And Allison doesn't know anything, and me and Melissa know some stuff. Yeah, so I'm learning all about Reddit. I
1: mean, I obviously understood Reddit existed. Um, oh, one time I got kicked off of Reddit, I think, because I was, I was trolling Gabe during their AMA.
0: Oh, do you remember that? <laughs> yes. I do remember that. I think I had to, like, create a new profile. <laughs> you were just doing troll
1: stuff. Uh, I love to troll. I know. I don't love it because it can be mean-spirited, but when it's not mean-spirited. Yeah, when
2: it's nice yeah. nice trolling. <laughs>
0: You leave you will try to leave troll comments on my stuff all the time.
1: Me? Yeah. Yeah. There was one where I was joking and it was too mean and then you wanted me to do it and I said I couldn't possibly.
0: Oh, there were 3 re- three replies to my breakup post that Allison could have done. They were all very funny, but we landed on nothing. But it was they were I got to say they were really good. It was like good joke after good joke after good joke.
1: Thank you. Yeah. But I said you wanted to deal with this in a healthy mature ways. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what you can't do.
0: Yeah, you can't write that. Tee-hee-hee. Oh, on a breakup mm. post. Yeah, that's funny though. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
1: Um, okay, so our first one that I want to dive into that that Gabe sent over is from Hobby Drama, which is a very intriguing name for subreddit. It's my
0: favorite. And it's just any kind of hobby can go up here. Yeah. So if there's drama inside a a niche hobby. Someone will write up a post being like here explaining the drama.
1: okay so this this hobby is competitive pinball yes the flipper button malfunction that erupted in a sexism scandal
0: <laughs> And I love Godspeed and God bless to the people who write these who sit down and write out explaining the drama in these little communities so that people not in that community can can fi- like hear the tea. I like, love it. Like do you think
1: a, a large percentage of them are made up?
2: I think no. some people not in the hobby one know because like they're pulling from other things but am I the asshole? I believe Right. Those are made up. 70% of them are made up. I believe people sit down
0: uh-huh. and they're
2: like I've had a rough day. Here's something that might have inspired this but I'm going to dramatize it to the max and this is where i'm getting my creativity out for the day
1: i love that for them yeah because then we all get to enjoy it exactly harmless okay pinball the century old game of skill that minors are still forbidden from playing in the state of south carolina i didn't know that pinball is currently enjoying a veritable renaissance especially with collectors in a hobby where a John Doe's private game room might cost more than a new car, pinball enthusiasts are all too eager to enshrine themselves as the kings and queens of the pinball scene.
2: This is very well written. Exactly, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like
1: Competitive pinball, especially at the highest levels of the game, has exploded in popularity to the point where national tournaments are routinely broadcast on ESPN didn't know that, but I didn't know my uncle for years collected pinball machines and collected? had and, and his pool house was full of them. So that's Sounds a, fun. Yeah, it was wild. The first notable pinball league was the professional and amateur pinball association PAPA, founded in the mid-1980s. You're
2: supposed to say it like, PAPA. Really? No. <laughs>
1: Okay, but I will. Papa is known for hosting the annual World Pinball Championships, which could be described as the Super Bowl of competitive pinball. Mm-hmm. There's also the International Flipper Pinball Association, IFPA, <laughs> IFPA. IFPA. If <laughs> which came about in the late 90s and has recently joined forces with Papa in many <laughs> regards. The IFPA maintains a list of the world's top pinball players. The current number one ranking is held by a 19-year-old man who hails from my home state of Colorado. In fact, many of the world's current top players are young, with a sizable portion of the IFPA top 20 being under 21 and the rest being millennials. This is blowing my mind. How do you get into pinball? Where do you go down to get into the arcades?
0: To arcades. So, my friend. They still have them? Yeah. My friend Nick McCarthy is actually a huge pinball player, and there's like tournaments, there's leagues. Another friend of mine just went to the Pinball Museum in Las Vegas. Like, pinball has this whole world going on with it.
1: Now, before we get into the story, it would be helpful to give a little bit of background on the structure of tournament pinball. (laughs) At the
0: entry level, it's usually
1: pretty simple highest score wins. At a qualified level, tournaments are vastly more complicated. A player is usually subjected to tens of different machines over the course of the tournament with a composite score calculated based on rankings for each individual game. Okay, right. so that's interesting. Yeah. So based on how difficult the pinball is, you get a different, like, you're doing well in an easy one. I don't give a shit. Right,
0: right, right. How are you
1: doing on, the you know, one. the haunted house four? <laughs>
0: or whatever <laughs> haunted house for Yeah, this is this is my friend Nick's whole world. Wow
1: often the tables to be played at a tournament are kept secret until just before the tournament. This makes the tournament more interesting and competitive, as the players won't have a chance to hone their shots for a specific machine beforehand. I love that. I think yeah. that's right. That's, that's a really great. good idea. I think idea. that's correct. You know what, they should do this with other sports where you don't know what size field you're going to come out on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're not sure what size ball you're getting? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes for basketball, you get a little, a little tiny arcade ball. Yeah. Sometimes you Sometimes get a really big ball. the tennis court is twice as big. <laughs> you gotta keep you on
1: your toes.
0: most high-level
1: pinball players already have the specific shot sequences of popular games committed to memory Sure, of
0: course what? Yeah. i
1: clearly don't understand how pinball
0: works <laughs> they've memorized how the game they've memorized the particular game all right even the joe nobody
1: regulars and my <laughs> beloved local pinball arcade can describe the scoring schema of every machine on the floor the majority of tournament organizations, and specifically the IFPA and the PAPA, <laughs> also allow players to reference table rules and notes in between balls. Some machines are more popular than others in tournament play, but it would be very tough to choose a machine that throws a veteran player for a complete loop. Keep this in mind, because it'll be crucial. Okay.
0: This I want this person to write my next book for I me. I know, right? <laughs> that, that's the thing, is some of these are, it, it really comes down to how well they're written.
1: I'm like very intrigued. And now we arrive at our main story, which starts in 2013 with the founding of the women's pinball organization Bells and Chimes in California. <laughs> Great name.
0: Great name.
2: Because that's the noise it makes.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: and also bells like E E L L. Yes, it's like a gal. Yeah.
1: All right. I didn't really get it. Spells and Chimes was founded at a time when sexist behavior was rife in the sphere of competitive pinball, but nowhere else.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't say in nowhere else, but that is extremely funny. That is extremely funny.
1: I couldn't point to one specific example. Mostly behavior along the lines of what a noteworthy female player described in an online post dated May of 2016 being asked why she didn't bring her husband to tournaments, being told that she was dressed too nicely to be playing (sighs) pinball, having her ear whispered into during tournament play, having someone tell her that he would be happy to explain how the game works. Ew. And that was just the experience of one woman. It's immediately obvious why there existed such a strong drive to create a women's league. The behavior of their male counterparts and pinball tournaments certainly left a lot to be desired. Now, if you were going to go to a pinball tournament, what would you
2: wear?
0: Um, like gym clothes. Gym clothes? I'd probably
2: yeah. wear some heels. You really? would play
0: pinball in heels?
2: I'm joking. Like Ginger
0: Rogers. Yeah. I do it backwards and in heels.
2: No, I mean, I it need you because you gotta bend down, so need yeah. something that has some flexibility in the ass part, right? Sure, of course. And then yeah, well, probably some you gloves. Want, you want your arms to be loose. Yeah, probably gloves because gloves. Cause cause what about Everybody's, the slide? everybody's touching stuff. Oh, that's <laughs>
0: well, that's it is dirty. That's the one thing about pinball is it's very dirty.
2: And I'd wear like the the. Plastic gloves, so like the slide, it'll like... Oh, it'll give you some... Get a little grip. Got it.
1: Well, you thought this
0: through.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everyone. Allison here. It so much. So if you want to take part in Book of the Month and have a brand new book shipped right to your door every single month, go to bookofthemonth.com and get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That's $5 off with code PEDALS. I cannot recommend this enough. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you all about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or use their voice to text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. Bells and Chimes began to host Women's League pinball tournaments in 2013, and the idea caught on. Other tournament organizations quickly followed suit with dedicated women's pinball brackets. Papa and Ifpa (laughs) began to include women's brackets in their qualifiers and national tournaments, which gathered significant momentum very quickly. Now, do you feel like pinball should be gendered in terms of like, oh, well, she's good for a woman? No.
2: Not in that so. way, but but a way to protect women from being sexually harassed. It's, you know, people are like, well, you have to fix it from the inside. Sometimes you just got to make your own thing, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but maybe it, but, they have more fun playing just against each other. Yeah. Right.
1: This brings us to the 2017 Northwest Pinball Championships in Seattle. And we've reached a pivotal moment in the tournament. Amazing. Four women at the higher echelons of competitive pinball, including Hyatt and Schwingle, are squaring off on the machine Johnny Pneumonic. It has a feature known widely in the pinball community as a video mode. Intriguing. In general, video mode means that the play field goes dark and the player is treated to a mini game on the digital score screen. In Johnny Mnemonic, after completing a series of shots, the machine awards a random mystery prize called the Matrix Award. This is very
0: complicated. Yeah.
1: One of the possible outcomes of the Matrix Award is video mode. mode. Johnny Mnemonic's mini game is like Pac Man. A player controls a digital sprite and tries to catch a series of dots bouncing around the screen. It becomes
0: like a video game.
1: Yeah, a different game before time runs out and normal play continues. Crucially, this is why Johnny Mnemonic has four flipper buttons, where most pinball machines only have two. The player uses the four buttons as directional controls during the mini game. Oh my
0: God, that's so intense. And this
1: is so it's kind of a hybrid game.
0: Yeah. Back
1: to the tournament. I really love this guy's structure. I know. He's right? really good at keeping He's a really yeah. good
0: writer. <laughs> it's Hyatt's
1: ball, and she's absolutely crushing it. After completing a series of highly precise shots, she earns herself a Matrix Award, which plays out the prize of entering video mode. But something is wrong. She seems to have lost control over the machine. Her digital sprite is not moving, so she can't score any points in the minigame. She exits the video mode without scoring any points, plays through with the rest of her ball, and at the end of the game, she notifies tournament staff of the issue. Upon hearing this, the Nuapas commentator assumes that Hyatt is unfamiliar with the unusual feature oh, that is Johnny Mnemonic's four what buttons. What asshole! He explains, perhaps condescendingly, to Hyatt that all four flipper buttons are required to navigate the mini game.
0: He did what now? <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh,
2: That's written in the post. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah, just yeah. Allison exclaiming. Yeah.
0: yeah, This guy's got
1: yeah. Vu. One might expect a beginner to be unfamiliar with JM's unique control scheme. Having four flipper buttons on a machine with two used exclusively for a one-off feature of the game is extremely unusual. Sure, I think we can all agree
0: about that. Extremely, yes. That, of course. We're all on That board. would throw me.
1: However, this was no beginner's tournament. These women are competing at the higher echelons of competitive pinball. Hyatt also had access to the game's rule books and notes, so she could have reasonably been expected to understand the features of the game. Yes. Indeed, Hyatt explained that she was keenly aware of the blue buttons, but that they were malfunctioning while she was in the minigame. The sole purpose of the two additional buttons is to control the minigame, so it would be easy to imagine that a broken button might not be noticed until someone unlocks the minigame and attempts to a play place. it. this
0: makes total sense.
1: Pinball tournament rules have very clear procedures laid out for when a machine malfunctions. In the case of a minor malfunction like this, it is assumed to be part of the mechanical nature of pinball, and play continues as normal. The issue is noted, and an inspection of the machine is to be done after the tournament concludes. And that's exactly what happened. Hyatt et al. finished the tournament with Hyatt scoring first. I'm glad she still Mm -hmm. won. That was important. However, this is where the story gets strange. The tournament director claims that he attempted to replicate Hyatt's malfunction literally hundreds of times after the event and found the blue buttons to be working perfectly. He was, quote, 100% unable to reproduce Hyatt's issue. He also went on record as saying that nobody has accused Hyatt of lying but that she, quote, may have misremembered the way the game actually played out. Oh, my
2: god! This is
1: horrifying. Yeah. Others claim that in independent reviews of the footage, Hyatt never even touched the blue buttons. While not explicitly rejecting the claim that the machine malfunctioned, questions began to fly. Oh. I should point out that one-time malfunctions on a pinball machine are not uncommon. They are highly complex machines, both in an electric and mechanical sense. No less than five different assemblies, both mechanical and electronic, lay between the blue button and the virtual character it controls on the digital display screen.
0: Sure, very complex machine.
1: When do you think these were created for the first time? First pinball machine?
2: Yeah, I gotta know. Well, if only there was something that could tell us.
0: 1930s.
1: 1930s. So that must not have had the video component. Of course
2: not. (laughs) No. I'm going to kill you.
1: At this point, though, the issue went far beyond whether the button actually malfunctioned. The true faux pas was the implicit assumption that Hyatt didn't know about the buttons, Mm -hmm. as demonstrated by the commenter trying to explain their function to her her being an expert player exactly was the commenter being sexist should she be expected to understand the intricacies of every game she plays did hyatt truly misremember the events of her game the online pinball forums immediately erupted with passionate <laughs> debates from both sides of the table This is why i
0: love hobby drama <laughs> this is why i love hobby drama
1: no, i didn't even know about pinball forums but i guess there are forums of course, where so where's happening. it so if you're not a forum on reddit where do you go for a forum
2: you can anywhere. just Google. A website. There's just, there's just Or, yeah, like the website the might website. have their own.
1: Oh, so Papa yeah. might have its own forums? Yeah. yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I don't spend that much time on anything other than I TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> One member asked the tournament director, TD, directly, if Hyatt was a male player, would the same assumption have been made? That's a great question. Mm -hmm. As many other forum posters pointed out, the answer is almost assuredly no. It would be assumed that he was familiar with the table. The TD's response was to point out that for the last five years leading up to the tournament, there were no known examples of a Johnny Mnemonic machine in Seattle, so it would be very easy for a player to never have been acquainted with the full range of features in the admittedly complex and unusual game. The TD also claimed that nobody had ever come forward to discuss allegations of sexist behavior with the noir puck board (laughs) directly, I don't know what board that is, and that the commentator himself had known Hyatt for quite some time before the 2017 tournament. In any case, the forums were erupting with debate, which naturally turned into a circle jerk about why women even need their own pinball league. Forum posts about this event were, are truly embarrassing to the community as a whole, as they devolved from a very factual review of the game footage into the very sexism that was in question in the first place. Yeah. Ultimately, the issue faded into obscurity, with no minds changed and no action taken. The community eventually got bored with it, but not all hope is lost. Hyatt still went on to win the championship, and she continues to enjoy her much-deserved recognition as a talented member of the pinball community to this day. The pinball community at most local pinball halls is diverse and vibrant, but we cannot forget the off-present reminder that diverse, unfortunately, doesn't always mean accepting. Wow. Wow. I learned so much from this writer. Beagle in the snow, baby. Wow. Really amazing stuff.
0: So do you think it was sexism? Yes. Yes. Because you would never, I think even in like um unconscious, like mm. you would never be like, oh, you just don't know how to play the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like even would- though there
1: were very few Johnny mnemonics in the Seattle area. <laughs> I guess that's true. But she
2: knew, like she, she had said, she said that she didn't. Right know-how like it'd be one thing it would be it would be one thing like if if it popped up and she was like what the hell is this but she she knew what it she knew what it was yeah you know
0: says first time i played johnny mnemonic the video mode took me by surprise but before the end of the mode i managed to work out what was going on in play i'm a beginner at best and have a hand tremor so not great anyway the idea that she would have no clue and that that's the simplest option for pinball is wild yeah they thought she was dumb I'm glad that she still won that tournament. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: But that also shows how good she is. Right. Like she didn't even need that part of the game. Right.
0: This person says, I'm a C competitor and can confirm pinball is very sexist. And of course, when we pointed out, we're all on our periods or are blowing everything up women. Am I right? Thankfully, my local leagues aren't of that mindset, but I've seen it quite a lot.
1: Wow. <sighs> how many people do you think are playing pinball more than once a week in America?
0: I have a weird again, like my friend is in a league, so I have a weird idea that people are playing it all the time <laughs> what,
1: What's your guess though? I'll say one, I'll say, how many people do you think are playing at least once a week the in America? Percentage, percentage. No, give me a number of a people. Number?
0: How many people are even in America?
1: Right. Um, I do know this. Seven million. No, 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 no. Seven billion. <laughs> In no, America? no, 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 300,000. I don't know how many people are in
0: America. 331.9 million. Well, let's see in the US. 7 million. 7 billion is how many people in the world. No, right. there's like
1: 9 billion now, isn't there? I don't really have a strong okay, grasp so after on numbers.
0: 300. And 31 million people in the US. Okay. How many are playing? How many are babies?
1: How many are playing pinball once some a week? Some of them
0: are babies and some of them are old. You've I really say, gotta do percentages. I
1: will say like a a, a generous guess is twenty thousand people are playing once what? a week. What?
0: You think more? More, way
1: more. Once a week? That's how a many lot. Well in the US. I was are
2: seeing in how many people are in the pinball league.
0: Pinball league. Yeah, but you might be in the league. You're not playing every single week.
2: I would think you would have to. How would oh, you be a right. professional? There are, okay, there are
0: thirty thousand players in the in the re- registered in the league.
1: Fine, mm. I'll say fifty thousand play once a week. No way.
2: I'd say I'd go Mm-mm. whatever. I'm, I'd go sixty
1: five. Wow.
0: Okay. What do you go, Game? Like probably half. Half of <laughs>
2: what? Half of what? Three hundred
0: thirty-one million. Oh, my God. Three hundred and thirty million. Okay, so let's 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 take
2: a survey of the room. How many people in this room play pinball once a well, week? Well,
0: none of us, but we're not we're we're part of the other half. Oh no. <laughs> okay. This person said, Why in the world would any pinball players gender anything? Granted, sexism never made sense, but pinball? How? Why? And that surely pinball of all things should be egalitarian. That's what you were saying. But then this person's like, I think it starts with Pinball's historical assumption as being linked to gambling, organized crime, and unscrupulous activity. Also, game designers drummed up sales by featuring racy artwork and themes, which creates a vicious cycle of inspiring a player base liable to respond positively to this kind of thing. That That's makes a true. lot of sense to me. It makes a lot Yeah, a
2: lot of the games have like half-naked women right. in the art. Mm. And it has nothing to do with the game.
0: Right. Makes a lot of sense. All right. Wow. I just found that very interesting. I love hobby drama.
1: Well, that took up the majority of this episode, but I will leave us with one final post from Nature's Fucking Lit. Go on. Which is definitely something I need to check out more of. It's great. But I actually already knew this that you sent, and I love it. Captive cheetahs are notoriously nervous. Some zoos have provided them with emotional support dogs. The two species develop a strong,
0: lifelong bond. Then there's a picture of a dog and a cheetah, and they're babies, and then they're adults, and I assume that's the same dog and the same cheetah. Did you not know about this before? I didn't know about this at all. Did you know about this? What are you talking Melissa about? Melissa didn't know. I knew stopping? all about this. Okay, explain. I've been to
1: zoos that talk about it. It's explain. a really wonderful thing. They, they need a friend, and so there's, there's like a couple different wild animals that like will have like dogs as companions at zoos.
0: They wouldn't kill them? No, they're best buds. They don't kill the dog.
1: No, they're best friends. Do you not understand friendship? Why are cheetahs You don't so understand nervous? interspecies friendship? I don't know. Well, I mean, I think it's always, I, I don't know why cheetahs are anxious, but I think, you know, living in a zoo is not a normal environment for a wild animal. Uh,
2: don't get me started on zoos.
0: Look, we have mixed opinions on zoos. Wait, why are, okay, hold on. Why are cheetahs so nervous? Okay, built for flight rather than fight As they grow older, the cats are always on the edge Eyes lurking for predators They're ready to leap into action with bursts of speed Oh, in a zoo setting The nervous energy has nowhere to go Wow Have That's you so never, sad.
2: like, looked into Chester Cheetah And why he always has on sunglasses?
0: Why does he have sunglasses on?
2: Because he's nervous and doesn't want people to see his eyes He doesn't want to look
0: anyone in the eye That's not
2: true
0: <laughs> 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 I believe that for too long <laughs>
1: I believe you. (laughs) ever. Oh my gosh. We should wrap it up with our game that we play that I forgot to do in the last episode. But we will do moving forward. Which is trying to think of something that has never been on Reddit.
2: It's your turn.
1: It's my turn? I'm going to try to out Reddit Reddit by thinking of something that's never been on Reddit. I feel like any kind of injury would be on Reddit. Or like mishap. So maybe, okay. When you, what about, this is probably on Reddit, but like, um, oh my God, I can't think of a goddamn thing. What about with defending yourself in the court of law?
2: That's
0: definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I want to see what it says. Oh my God. It says we couldn't find any results. I did it. The court of law is a community. Well, yeah, but is it about defending yourself? A subreddit dedicated to discussing anything crime-related. Disclaimer, we do not endorse any criminal actions. However, we exercise the right that one is innocent until proven guilty. I think I won. No. No. Nothing came up, though.
2: Self-defense is a uh, subreddit.
0: Oh, okay. But that's not what I'm talking
1: about. I'm talking about when you're your own lawyer in the court of law.
0: Okay, wait. Being your own lawyer.
1: Okay, but I found a phrasing that worked. Yeah. And that I you get half points for that. There's not even a story about someone defending themselves. I guess they're all in jail.
0: (laughs) Not a good legal strategy. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, And we'll be here on Wednesday with a brand new episode of the full podcast. Yes, this is just your lovely bonus content. But um, we'll see you next week. Bye.
2: I found it. What? Someone who has represented themselves in court, who is not a lawyer and won the case. And they may, it's a post. Damn it.
1: Well, we'll have to say, send that in an email and we'll bring it up in the next minute. Okay. <laughs> Just Between Us is a Forever Dog production
0: hosted by me, Allison Raskin, and me, Gabe Dunn. Produced by Melissa Diamond-Montz. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Brendan Burns composed our killer theme music. So, branding's going really well over here. Yeah, good luck finding us.
2: Forever! Dog!